Welcome to Talkin' Trades from Georgia Construction Careers. Talkin' Trades is a podcast about issues and opportunities in the skilled construction trades, hosted by Randy Beal from Georgia Construction Careers and Rudd Walker from Union Up. Now, here's Talkin' Trades. Welcome to Talkin' Trades. Today, along with my co-host Randy Beal from the Atlanta North Georgia Building Trades is Larry Boggs. Welcome, Larry. Well, thank you for having me. Larry is with American Retirement Solutions of Georgia, and today we're going to talk a little bit about the importance of retirement, particularly for those in the construction trades. Larry, why don't you introduce yourself and tell me what um, American Retirement Solutions of Georgia does and and, a little bit about your background. Well, thank you, Russ. Yes, let's see. Retirement American Solutions of Georgia is a company that's been around since 2015, but we had our company nationwide for 35 years and so we work with union members and their family only and we are a union company ourselves so we put our dollars back into the union in our retirement planning we really believe that every union member and their family must have a retirement plan uh, must have a roadmap to get them to where they're going Otherwise, they're just shooting in the dark, and when they get there, they're hope they're going to be okay. Well, we want to take the hope out, and we want to make sure that they have a comfortable retirement. How um, how many people who work in the construction trades are aware of what you guys do and how important it is? Uh, it would seem like to me that that's not something that we talk a lot about about in the trades, you know. No, and I'll tell you what, that's a great question, and probably probably 1% to 2%. And I think the reason why is that most people, most of our brothers and sisters work hard all the time, and retirement planning or handling your money is maybe not the most important thing on their, on their agenda right now until they get closer to retirement. And um, so it's, it's, it's not something that's, in front of their faces all the time. Yeah, right. I would say the answer to that is not enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, uh, Larry, I would like for you to talk about, like, like, what's the difference for brothers and sisters out there is on defined benefit plan compared to a defined contribution plan? On the defined benefit plan, we probably have 30% inside a defined benefit plan. Now, defined benefit benefit is your old pension. It's the one that your your um, the union or your or your contractor puts money into and you get a monthly pension. You do not get a lump sum, it's just a monthly pension. And it's a set amount for every year worked. Yes. And it doesn't go up with inflation, doesn't have a cost of living rider in it. Those are going away. They're trying to do away with those and they're putting more emphasis on the defined contribution plan. The defined contribution plan is where you choose and you put your own money away and they may give you a little match. So those are the t- that's the difference between the two. Gotcha. You know, uh, Rudd, interesting thing about that. So um, sheet metal still, and a lot of locals still do have defined benefit plans where you know it pays maybe 100 maybe $125 per every year served. And the contractors, you're right, are, are wanting to get out of that model. And now the reason they want out of that model is because of the uh, funding liability that it creates for the contractor. 
And so, it, it, uh, you know, they're obligated to pay when the plan is underperforming from a stock market, right? So uh, they like defined contribution plans, which is a 401k at a lot of times, right, Larry? Yes. And uh, so as we as we move forward, I mean, I, I have um, a defined benefit plan myself and three of them actually. I want to ask you about people who come to you in retirement or getting close to retirement. What services do you offer someone who's like me, 51, going to try to leave out of here? I can go at 55, probably going to go at 58. What can I do now? How would you prepare me for retirement? Well, the first thing is, number one, is to sit down and have a really good conversation on what retirement looks like for you, Randy, or for the brothers and sisters at that point. How much money are you going to need each month? When's, what's the age that you want to retire? Um, what does your spouse's benefits look like? We gather all that information, and this is a part because we are a union company. We do without a charge. We actually build you a financial plan, and it will show you if you, number one, if you can retire with the lifestyle that you want, if you keep doing what you're doing, or what changes do you have to make now in order to get to that lifestyle that you can do? It's great to know that, and then every year we get together to make sure you're on track so that when you get to retirement age and you're ready to be comfortable and sit back or do the fun things you've always wanted to do, it's there for you. That's good. So they'll do planning. Yeah. That's good. So how, how much is involved with the union member themselves and how much is done by the spouse how much is that is that how much is the family aware of how soon they need to plan and that type of thing and what are what are the misconceptions there well number one is the misconceptions of someone who is just um coming out from an apprenticeship and just starting in as a journeyman at that point is that hey the the company's going to take care of me they're putting money into it everything's going to be fine that's not usually the case when we run the numbers. Usually they have to put 10 to 12% of their own money into a Roth IRA or some other type of investment to get them to where they want to go. And of course, the sooner you do that with the time and value of money, the less you have to put in. Uh, you can take a 20-year-old a, a and they need a million dollars. They're able to put in a couple hundred dollars a month. Well, if you wait till 40, that becomes $1,000 a month. Yeah. And so this is a a young person has a big advantage if they'll do their planning as soon as they get out into the trades. So at 25, let's say someone turns out and they make that contribution of a couple hundred dollars a month, what are they looking at, generally speaking, at 55 when in 30 years in? Well, I can't give you 55. I can give you 65. Okay. At 65 at that point, if they put a couple hundred dollars a month away, and if they make 6% on their investment, which is easily to do to that type of thing, they're going to have close to $800,000. Add it on to their other benefits. This is their money. Yeah. So you're talking well over a million dollars in assets when they retire. Yes. Yeah. You know, where I think we missed the boat on this is in the apprenticeship. And, uh, you know, it, when you start the apprenticeship, you're making $15 an hour. Five years later, you're making $35 an hour. And 
you know, if you, and I wish somebody would have been there to tell me this, right? But, you know, you're talking about a lot of increase there, right? And we're going to want to buy things and do those things. But, man, if we if we could figure out how to put 10% back of every raise from 15 to 35, 10%, which sounds like a lot, but it's not a lot. You know, you get a dollar raise, put 10 cent back, you know, and over that $15, you're putting a dollar and a half back. That's a lot of money. And you don't miss it if you just do it. And I think we need to do a better job of getting you into the apprenticeships to talk to people about that. And aside from uh, not only when somebody retires, you can take their 401k, invest it for them, correct? Yes. That's one of the things you offer. Do you offer, also offer uh, someone who wants to open a 401k? Do you have that ability for a union member? Yes, but remember, a 401k, 401k is for a corporation. Okay. Now, they have a 401k solo, so that's for one person and their wife that wants to still have the same contribution limits as a 401k, but they may have a sideline business that they're working on. They can also do a 401k, but we can do a Roth IRA, a regular IRA, a SEP. There's plenty of other. So you can help the member invest some other pocket dollars to help them prepare for retirement, whatever that avenue is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Going back to the apprenticeships, you raised a really interesting point there, Randy. At that point, we are, we we started um, last year doing seminars. We started with the IBW 613 for the fourth and fifth year had a really great success with it. It's pretty, it's titled, How to Manage Your Money 101. And the key, as you said, to put 10% away is to put 10% away off of the top. How to pay yourself first. If you can get in the habit of paying yourself first before you pay your other bills or your other things, you'll always be ahead. So it's teaching them and, and how to do that first. So you hit it right off the bat. We're opening up more apprenticeships to um, um, the seminar in the fall. And so if anybody wants to have their apprenticeships talk about the seminar and what it entails, I'd be glad to talk with them about that. How do they get in touch with you to do that and set that up? Mm, That's a good question. We have our office here in the IBW 613 building, and we're on the first floor at Suite 150. My phone number is 404-234-6950. Or you can email me at Larry, L-A-R-R-Y, at A-R-S-G-A dot M-E, me. And they can also uh, get that information off of our website at georgiaconstructioncareers.com or uh, angbtc.org. We can get them directed over there. And I'll put it it in the the notes as well on YouTube and Facebook and everything. I do have a a couple other things I want to specifically talk to. I think it, so where do you see people lacking when they retire i mean so so what are they what are we not prepared for oh a couple things really really stand out number one is debt Um, um, a lot of people have a tremendous amount of debt when they retire and that debt takes cash to pay those bills every month so where does the cash have to come from out of your retirement savings on a monthly basis which lowers the amount that you have to spend so one of the things we work on is by the time you get to retirement, your house is paid for, you're completely out of debt, so you have more free cash flow to do what you want to do. The second thing is, most of these people have a 401k, our brothers and sisters, and, and they've been managing it and they've been working it, or the company has been managing it for them. Now they get ready to retire, and they may have that million dollars that we talked about earlier in their 401k in a lump sum. 
and they've never had that amount of money before, and they don't really know how to handle it. So the first thing they do is, number one, is go out and buy a new truck <laughs> or, or take that vacation to Europe or spend money. And before long, the average is they're really out of money in about three to four years, and then they're living off of pension and Social Security only. So it's teaching them how to take a, a, a small amount off of that, usually 45 to 5%, to supplement their other incomes that they have. And then they always have that amount available to them. Yeah, that's, and how many union members come to you with getting near retirement and have $20,000 in cash? How many, I mean, give me a percentage of our members that have that kind of money sitting in a savings account. Oh, a lot. I would probably say 60%, and it's usually not 20%, it's usually 80 to 90%, especially if they're getting close to retirement because they're, they are scared to death. They're scared of losing that money if they put it in an investment yeah. and that type of thing. So they have a, it's probably 50, 60. So it's pretty interesting that our members would, would save that kind of money. Uh, I would have thought the number might be lower, uh, but that's pretty interesting. Last question I have, probably the last question. What is the benefit of having long-term care, Larry, and how do you talk to members about that? Because that's an expensive thing yeah. for, I mean, we're going through it with my dad. Um, so how, how do you help the member prepare for that long-term care? What's your, what's your recommendations? And I know you go through this with them. I'm just trying to show them the value of coming and talking to you. Sure. On the long-term care, we're all going to have to go through it ourselves or with our parents taking care of that. And Randy, you're right, it is very expensive. There's long-term care insurance out there, but you have to buy it early. Otherwise, it gets really costly. By early, you mean what age? Probably by 50. Yeah, the latest would be 62. Once you get beyond that, it's... Yeah, and... Uh, uh, um, there's only about four or five insurance companies that are doing that now. There used to be a, a, a plethora of them, but now there's only four or five that are doing offering long-term care. And one of the reasons this is because we don't know what cost is going to be, and yeah. we don't know how long people are living. They're living longer and longer, so the insurance companies have to be on a hook maybe for a lot more money. Mm. But the key is to buy that early. Now, there are some programs that you can do some life insurance if you need life insurance, and that's another issue, and tack on long-term care with it. So if you don't use the life insurance, you can pull money off of it for the long-term care. So there are ways to do this, but you're right. It's something that uh, something that's going to have to be addressed with our aging population. What percentage of members are uninsured? I'm mean, not uninsured. Are underinsured in that regard when they come to you? Most people do not have long-term care at all. Yeah, and well, and and I'll guarantee you, most of our members don't have enough life insurance. No, they don't. They don't. Um, something that blew my mind too, and and is this. Larry, how many ways are there to draw Social Security? Russ, would you like to make a guess? <laughs> Rudd Rud has no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. One, I have no idea. One, well, ten, a, a lot of people would say yeah, there's maybe three or four ways to draw Social Security. Tell them. 256. There's 256 ways to draw Social Security? Yes. And so well, do you think that the average brother and sister out there know the best way out of those 256 ways no oh gosh no i didn't even i had no idea that blew my mind it, it blew my mind when well, i when i met what yeah. are you talking about 
256 ways to draw Social Security. Hmm? Well, you know, every age comes into play. Okay. Uh, I mean, go through some. I mean, just every give a age few. comes to play. You got your spousal benefits, and when you take your spousal benefits, you got your disability benefits that are on top of that. You got your death benefits. When you add all those up, it's 256 ways. I don't know which one is best for you. So that's where the computer programs come in and huh. it analyzes your individual situation and says, here is the ideal way to take, to take your social security. And it shows you how much money you're going to get. And then if you decide to do it another way, it shows you how much it's gonna cost you. So we let the computer program tell us and you make the decision. If you, if you get in there with you and look at it, is there a way that you can project what they're likely to draw at yes okay like if i come in there at 53 and say okay this is 65 this is what it looks like a 70 75 etc yes interesting yeah and i i just found it interesting and that's why i think larry's free service for union members to prepare for retirement that sit down talk that we're talking about to just look at you know how to draw social security and when to draw like i may not even draw it at 58 i may wait till 62 because there's a benefit to waiting even though i may retire at 58 there's a there's a benefit and he and i are going to talk about this but there there's 256 ways yeah it's just that's insane it, 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 it <laughs> blow your mind and there's other the things than that i mean there's you know health and health and welfare to talk about you know your insurance your medicare your medicaid Larry can help you through a lot of that stuff. And, and uh, I know the service you provide for our members is great. I know not enough of them know about it. That's why I wanted to have you on this podcast. Get it out there and let them get in touch with American Retirement Solutions to find the solution to retirement. So you would work both with an individual member and a business manager who, who's interested in, in the, you know, the well-being of his or her uh Constituents, right? Absolutely. So if somebody wants to come in and offer seminars, virtual or, or regular seminars, we, we have seminars on retirement planning, Social Security, Medicare, and then we have a young person seminar. And they're updated monthly for numbers. And um, seminars last about 45 minutes to an hour. Question, answer period after that. We usually serve a little light dinner because a lot of them our members are coming right from work. And bring your spouse. Yeah, I was bring say, your spouse. spouse is coming. Absolutely, yeah. bring your spouse. Yeah, yeah, that's who does all our. Stuff. I mean, my wife is. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. if it weren't for her, I'd be sunk. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Again, um, I'll put uh, how to get in touch with you on the in the notes uh, on georgiaconstructioncareers.com. Where else? Angbtc.org. Larry, thank you so much for joining us. We'll thank look forward you. to seeing you again. Thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Larry. Thanks for listening to Talking Trades from Georgia Construction Careers. Talkin' Trades is a podcast about issues and opportunities in the skilled construction trades. For more information discussed in the podcast or anything related to construction careers in Georgia, visit georgiaconstructioncareers.com.